Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport 2 as we look back on the fifth and final T20 International of the series between the West Indies and England. And what do they say about saving the best till last? Not necessarily the uh, highest scoring game of this series so far, but certainly the most dramatic. The West Indies won the toss and decided to bat the first time in this series that a captain had decided to do that. They put 179 for four on the board. Brandon King, 34. Carl Mayers, 31. Romario Shepard promoted up the order to try and speed things along. Made six. Nicholas Foran, 21. Kyron Pollard finished 41 not out from 25 balls. Rodman Powell, 35 from 17 as the West Indies made 179 for four, as I say. The two wickets to England spinners. Adil Rashid, two for 17 from four. Liam Livingston, two for 17 from three. So 180 the target for England, nine and over from their 20 overs, but they were bowled out for 162. James Vince stopped scoring with 55 from 35, seven fours and one six for him. Sam Billings, 41 from 28, one four and two sixes for him. Tom Banton making 16, Moen Ali 14. They were the only men able to make double figures. The wicket takers for the West Indies. Well, Jason Holder, five for 27 in two overs and five balls. Akil Hussain, four for 30. Odin Smith, one for 41. The other wicket taker, Jason Holder, finishing the match with four wickets in four balls. So the West Indies win the match and win the series 3-2. Alex Tudor, what a remarkable game of cricket. What a remarkable series. Yeah, it's been a great series. Um, contested all the way down to the end. Um, kept us at the edge of our seats, even at the end there. Really, really fantastic. We saw two sides of a game, as in regards of West Indies came out extremely quickly. We were thinking at one stage they're going to get 200 plus. But again, the spinners... Uh, Moen Ali, Adil Rashid and Leon Livingston putting a stop to that and then they go again at the back end with Kieran Pollard and Rodman Power. I mean some brutality at the end there with some six hitting was um, unbelievable and then England come out and they get off to a, a decent start but then you know uh, Fabian Allen not Fabian Allen sorry Akil Hassan comes on and puts a stop to that. Four good wickets, bowled extremely well. Wicket was holding up. Sam Billings gave us a little bit of a life. 
And we felt that he was going to back deep, but then at the end there, Jason Holder, leading wicket taker of the series. He's been absolutely brilliant. Five for 27 tonight and finishing with four in four. Uh, what a finish, a hat-trick. We've seen it all there on TalkSport 2, haven't we, Maka? Absolutely. Well, he becomes the fourth bowler in T20 internationals to take four in four. Latif Malinga, Rashid Khan... And Curtis Camphor are the uh, the other three. So Jason Holder uh, joins them. Barry Wilkinson, our uh, West Indian commentator, uh, is joining us. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at the far side, down by the uh, Players' Pavilion. Uh, it's named the Cigarfield Sobers Pavilion, and Cigarfield himself is just having a conversation with Jason Holder, and rightly so. Barry, what a performance from Jason Holder. This was a man that was made a reserve for the Cricket World Cup last year only to get in the side because someone got injured his performance the day before that they picked the team was four for 27 versus pakistan and they didn't think he was good enough to play in a world cup for the windies jason holder is by far the best the best right now for the west indies in terms of his all-round ability in the region and it's just hard to, to understand and fathom at times why this man is not given more of an opportunity when called upon. Look, five today for 27. He got three the other night. I think he has a, a good uh, person for a man of the series because when you look at his performance, perhaps his batting didn't come on, but his bowling has been spot on. I said to you before a ball was bowled that this was the best 11 that the West Indies had and I, I proved myself right because I think if they stick to this team, they stick to this squad, Windy's cricket can rise again in T20s. Well, Jason Holder's taken 15 in the series now. Uh, as you mentioned, he started with that four for seven last Saturday and he finishes up with, with a five for. Um, do you think that maybe will end the debate about Jason Holder's position in this team or, or will that be something that will be forever discussed, do you reckon? It should. Uh, once he's fit, once he's available... Jason Holder is one of the very few that can play in every format for the West Indies. Test, T20s and 50 over. It's about managing him now. Managing him, his workload and not overworking him so he gives you his best when called upon in you know, the situations that are demanding. Um, you look at what the West Indies have engagements coming up. They've, they've got three games in, three 50-over games in India, followed by three T20s. You don't have to play them all. I would perhaps rest him for those three 50-overs and, and keep him with the three, three, the three T20s because you've got, of course, uh, the, the Test Series in March. So you don't want to tire him out because he's going to be, a, a, again, a critical member for the West Indies in that Test Series come March. Um, and then the IPL, I expect him to get another big IPL contract. This performance here will definitely seal the deal with him getting a big IPL contract. Well, absolutely. The secret of life and everything is timing, isn't it? It's not, not a bad thing to do uh, just before the uh, IPL auction. Right, let's hear Mo and Ali speaking with Mark Butcher at the presentation. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought West Indies were the better team, particularly tonight, and overall I thought uh, we didn't adapt that well to these conditions, but we played some good cricket and we um, obviously fell short, but it was a very good series third time in the series that uh, you've, you've shipped over 70 runs in the last five overs. You, you had control of the game um, through the middle period, as you've done in many occasions in the series so far, but at the end, it slipped away from you again. Yeah, it is something obviously we're working on, but I actually thought today we didn't bowl too bad. They played some amazing shots towards the end, and mm. um, Powell in particular was fantastic again. 
Um, but it's just one of those things where we're obviously trying to work on it and trying to find solutions and we will get better as um, time goes on and our someone like Joff and guys like that come back as well. Um, tell us about conditions in the run chase. No, nobody's chased down any of the totals beyond the, the, the first game, which is what, only 103. Um, it got a little bit more difficult once the ball got older out of the power play? Yeah, it seems to be that way. I thought the new ball obviously comes on nicer and then when it gets older, um, but I thought they were very smart and I think that was the difference between the two teams. I thought batting and bowling, they were smarter than us today. And, but again, it was a great series and great uh, spectacle, spectacle for everybody. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, we didn't win, so it's a bit disappointing. Uh, reflecting on the series as a whole then, um, where, are the, uh, where are the players who have, who have done themselves no end of good? I think um, I think overall it's been a great learning. I think um, these conditions we really struggle on. Generally, we're good on obviously flat wickets and stuff like that. But these are the conditions we want to get better on um, going forward. And it's been great. I mean, it's good to see the younger guys come in and, and put some performances. I thought Toppers in particular was fantastic with the new ball and Rush throughout the series was fantastic. Um, about yourself, I mean, you had a terrific game yesterday. You've had to captain the side. You wouldn't have been expecting that at the beginning. I'm guessing you've enjoyed it. And is it something that you would you would be keen to do? going forward if, say, if Owen um, struggled to get back to fitness? Um, yeah, you know, I, I do enjoy it. It's, it is great fun and it's good to be involved. But obviously there's Joss as well, who's a fantastic captain and he's got a brilliant cricket head. And um, he's a guy who normally takes over from Owen when he's, when he's not playing. So I don't really think about those things. I do enjoy it and it's, it's great fun. Okay, Mo, thanks for talking Morris, to us. Thank you. Commiserations about tonight. Thank you very much for the entertainment to you and the England team. Um, could I now invite uh, the CWI player of the match, uh, Jason Holder, local boy. You were, you were battling with uh, with Akil Hussain there, but I think four and four in the, in the last over just picked it for you. Yeah, um, a classic finish, man. Um, probably wasn't the best of starts for myself, but, you know, for me, I always try to stay in the game. You know, you never know how this game could go. Um, yet last night was a... It's a terrible feeling for me as well, too starting well and not being able to finish. So it's the opposite, the total opposite today, you know, not starting well today and being able to close the game up well. Yeah, always bowling the final over. I know in the, in the modern game, um, batting teams never feel as though they're out of it. You had, what, 20 to defend. You start off with a no ball. The heart rate must have gone up a little bit at that point. Well, I'm a bit disappointed with the no ball, man. I pride myself on being disciplined. Um, it's not the best start to the last over, but I think the beauty about the over is the way I composed myself you know, and came back after the no ball. Um, to, to get the dot ball in the next ball, I thought was really, really crucial. So I had to deliver my best ball in that, in that instance. You know, and I was really, really pleased. You know, they had to go at it, they had wickets in hand, you know, so I guess nothing to lose on their part, but you know, all to game on mine. After you took the first wicket, you, you ran pointing at your captain, Karen Pollard, down there at Long Off. What was all that about? Look, I was just, just being pumped up for the moment, you know, I just had to be in the game. Um, you know, I, I, love, I love playing here at Kensington You know, Kensington to me is the best place to play cricket in the world. We've got the best the fans. Um, I want to thank the English fans as well for coming out, you know, travelling down here in the numbers as usual. And it always brings a really good atmosphere, you know, the atmosphere is electrifying. And, you know, hopefully there's a start of good things in the air and hopefully the fans will come out and, and enjoy some more cricket in the, in the summer. OK, I've got a funny feeling I might be talking to you again in a moment. So uh, for now, the uh, CWI player of the match is Jason Holder. Take your okay. $500 uh -huh. check. Um, and don't go too far. Um, if I could just ask... Uh, Mark Butcher speaking with uh, Jason Holder there. So the uh, player of the match, 
uh, Jason Holder in this uh, final game. Uh, I've seen Carlos Brathwaite on social media has uh, already renamed the ground the Jason Holder Oval. Might be a little bit premature. Uh, let's hear from Kyron Pollard, who's now speaking with Mark Butcher as well. It felt good then, right? Uh, you know, you've, you've come in for a bit of flack yourself and the management group. It's, it's, not, it's not easy being captain of these, uh, these islands, um, so that must feel wonderful for you. It's wonderful. Um, you know, thank the Almighty for giving us this victory. Um, but, you know, having said that, I think every single one in that dressing room there, you know, we rallied together throughout everything. Every time we won a game, there was something negative against us, but we came out today and the guys really, really rallied. So well, well done to every single one inside of you and all the supporters who supported us. There were often, um, you know, t there, were, there were stories in the, in the newspapers this week that there were, there'd been some sort of falling out. But then we, we see you at the end there, all together, um, enjoying the moment. It, it doesn't look like this is a team that, that's fighting with each other. As we said before, empty vessels make the most noise. Um, you know, the guys have worked tirelessly, you know, after coming from Jamaica. You know, our heads were down and, you know, we had conversations in the dressing room of how we want to play the cricket and I thought the guys bounced back, you know, pretty well. So, you know, for us, we have to focus on what we need to focus on and which is the cricket. And I think the guys are putting their head down, the understanding what we want to do, what we want to achieve, you know, as a team. And you saw the results tonight. Yes, it's one series, but, you know, we have been on the losing end of a lot of series and a lot of games and you have to take this one so the guys need the opportunity to just free up themselves and enjoy themselves for a couple of days. Talk to us about this game specifically. Obviously, it's a winner-take-all knockout game. You changed tactics. You decided you wanted to bat first. Um, I, for one, I'm sitting there in the dressing room thinking, wow, are they going too slowly through the middle here? Have they got enough runs in the end? But in the end, you've, you've timed it perfectly. You've made just enough runs. Um, and you've put on what I would say is probably the best performance for you guys as, as a team of the, uh, of the entire series. Um, again, you know, I said this was virtually a final and when you play finals, um, you know, when you bat first and you put runs on the board, you know, sometimes whatever score you get, 10, 10 to 15 runs in addition to because that's what the pressure is all about. Um, we got off to a good start, you know, we have been getting good starts and we have been, you know, messing it up in the middle. You know, we tried to keep the impetus going by sending Romario. Obviously it didn't work, but, you know, in cricket you have to consolidate a bit and we know in the last four overs we can't capitalise Yes, they bowled well, you know, last night, but today was a different day. And, you know, mm -hmm. Powell came in, you know, gave us that impetus, and we tried to finish off the game. And I thought 179, psychologically, that's 189 runs and over. Two good overs, the run rate is up to 10. And the way the guys came out, you know, Akil, we changed tactics again, not bowling Sheldon in the first over. We get in that early wicket and right through the innings, you know, mowing Batten in the middle, you know, kept our spinners back a bit. But as soon as we got that left hand, that was our opportunity to pounce. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you want to point out any other names specifically from your dressing room um, but it, it's been a, a really good series for some of the some of the guys who are trying to make their way and stay in this West Indies team. Yeah, of course um, I thought Brandon you know I think he had a great series at the top of the order Jason Holder you know the wickets like he said this is his tongue this is his ground you can't keep him down here. Akil Hossain you know coming in doing well um, Odin Smith coming in after everything that has been said and bowling you know three good overs you know there I thought it was a total team effort I thought everyone rallied at some point in time Nicholas Puran you know was consistent right through you know the series and again total total team efforts from us um, you know the guys really really worked hard and you know thank god you know we came out on the victorious end okay well i can see you're very very pumped up and very proud to be standing there as winners of this uh, betway series um could i ask you now to lay your hands on that trophy if you've got one spare um and just give it a lift to the to the west indian supporters before we uh, speak to the player of the series 
So Kyron Pollard lifts the trophy and takes the uh, applause of the supporters. What you couldn't hear, see while he was speaking with Mark Butcher there, when he was talking about um, the headlines and the stories and congratulations to his teammates and saying thank you to them, he had a stump in his right hand and he was pointing at the dressing room using that stump. I mean, it was a, a very, very powerful image. Kyron Pollard is clearly uh, quite annoyed about some of the stuff that they've uh, obviously had to go through this week, the West Indies. Uh, Barry Wilkinson, our uh, West Indian commentator, has been listening to that as well. I mean, that was that was a very, very strong image there, uh, Barry. Uh, Kyron Pollard, you, you could tell by the way he was waving that stump around, that, that wasn't just a comment to, to the people listening on the TV. That, that was a statement for, for the, the cricketing world, wasn't it? I'm pretty glad that I'm up here and not down there because I might have got hit with that stump the way he was waving it. But you're right. That was a message being sent to someone. And look, we spoke about the, the talk about victimization. We spoke about the talk of uh, so-called um, persons uh, not getting the opportunities that they think they should be getting in the team. And there was some unrest and Weeper getting involved. We saw a statement from Weeper that we saw. We heard that there was a meeting supposed to be had on Friday. It was postponed because they didn't want to interrupt the series. Some things have been happening. We're not quite sure how, how serious they are, how deep-rooted that they have been. But we, we know that there was some talk and there was some unrest. And what we saw here tonight, though, they put that behind them. And they show that they have the maturity to, to play with even if these things are in the air. To play with the sort of uh, professionalism required to win. And uh, this is why I, I'm happy for the team. Because, uh, look, uh, during the World Cup, that was the wrong side that went to the World Cup. I can't overemphasize that enough. The West Indies had to, to start rebuilding. And this is the team, this is the squad to rebuild. And, and the reason why they've got results here is because this is the side that will take them forward. The one that went to the World Cup endured 2016 and that was it. They didn't show the form, performance, and fitness and commitment after that. I'm not quite sure why they really uh, prolonged with those members uh, in 2021. But I'm happy for them. They have did very well. Karen Pollard has, has led the team in, in good fashion and we are now seeing a, a new brand of West Indies cricketers and, and we hope that that can continue for 2022 and beyond. Well, I have to say, Barry, I hope they're allowed to enjoy this because, of course, the problem, and, and it's a problem in inverted commas here, um, seven days' time, the West Indies squad are going to be in Ahmedabad uh, starting the one-day international series uh, against, uh, against India. So I hope they actually get to have a day or so at least that they can actually properly enjoy this series and celebrate what was a really, really good win before they can then have to get back down to business. Yeah, they leave on Tuesday, I think. So they have one day. They have one day. They can sleep late tonight. <laughs> they can party, celebrate all night. Well, at least at midnight because there's still a curfew in effect in Barbados. I think the Prime Minister might give them a little reprieve if he, she sees them jumping in the streets. But uh, no, seriously, they, they leave on Tuesday. They head to India. They arrive at India on Thursday. And the series starts, I think, on uh, Sunday. So they've got very little time, if any. And it's back to business. This time next week, they'll be playing all across the continent in India. The cricket doesn't stop. It's really 24-7. Because after that series, they're, they're back here for the test series. And then it's IPL. So look, we've got a lot of cricket to play. They still might have to qualify for the Cricket World Cup as yet. So don't get too excited. They still have to win some cricket games. This series win is a big fillip for them in the rankings. They were rated number 10 before this series. Um, the points here they get should take them to at least number seven. So hopefully that will serve them quite well.
Barry, thank you very much for the time being. Delighted to say that um, James Vince, the England batsman, is uh, now joining us uh, here on uh, TalkSport 2. James, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Um, can you just give us, first of all, the feeling inside the dressing room of, of, of the disappointments of coming up so close in this final game? Yeah, obviously, um, yeah, lads are a bit down having lost the series, but um, you know, played some good cricket throughout. I think all the games are very even. Um, and tonight, obviously, we weren't quite able to get over the line. Um, you know, but I think both innings followed similar patterns. Um, both teams got off to decent starts, and it became a bit harder in the middle. They obviously scored heavily at the back end. You know, we got caught on that, that short side a few times at the end. If a few of them go over, we, we probably win the game. So, as we know, a game of fine margins. Um, but, yeah, lads are disappointed right now. How did you feel after the West Indies innings? Because the way they went off, I mean, it was like a train. You, you're probably thinking, well, this could easily be a 200 score. Then England fight back in that middle. And myself and Alex Tudor on commentary are saying, well, actually, 160 would be a decent effort from here. They end up with 180. Uh, sorry, we're setting you 180 with 179 for four. So how did you feel after that sort of um, first 20 overs of the innings? Yeah, I think... You know, although we played at the same ground for five games, every wicket's been slightly different. And, you know, the wind blows quite strongly here. And whether you're one side or the other, it actually, you know, plays quite differently. So, um, as I say, they, both sides got off to a, a good start. Um, but, yeah, from the way we dragged it back, obviously, you know, they took some momentum into that second innings um, with a strong finish they had. But then we got off to a quick start kept the rate below 10 for majority of the innings and then, you know, became harder. The ball gripped in a bit more. One of those wickets where, you know, if you if you get in and they miss, you can capitalise if people bowl well on it and, you know, they took the pace off well, the spinners bowled well, it became quite tough. Um, so, as I said, small margins. Um, you know, the, the power they showed at the end, I think that was the difference in the end. Absolutely. Look, it's, a, it's been an interesting um, week or so for England because obviously, you know, only Sam Billings from the players who are in Australia um, because of the, the COVID situation and all that. So it was, it was a newish group, a newish coaching group as well. Paul Collingwood in charge of, uh, of this one. It, it wasn't an easy tour by any manner of means, but the side acquitted themselves very well, didn't they? Yeah, I think it's, you know, in a few hours, once, you know, that immediate hit of losing the game in the series wears off, as you say, some guys have come in and I think there was three debuts throughout the series. Guys like myself that have, you know, played a few games over a number of years, but never really had a, a run of games in T20 cricket. So, obviously missing some, some key players. So, yeah, for the guys to, you know, stay in touching distance and get so close to winning the series, I think, so, you know, testament to the guys here and, I think it's been spoken about before the strength and depth, you know, in white ball cricket in England. So um, there's yeah, something more to the coaching staff over a number of years. They've always tried to sort of blood new players. Um, and it, yeah, I think, again, it's, you know, in that point of view, it's, it's been a good experience for some guys here. Obviously, what, five or six weeks time, England go back to the Caribbean for the for the test matches, three test matches. Um, there may, we don't yet know what the squad will be. Maybe some changes from the, the group that went to Australia for the Ashes. Your name is obviously continually linked with, with test match squads. Do you think you've got a chance of, of being in that? Have you had any indication from the England management whether you could feature in that? Uh, no indication whatsoever. Um, I think there's some sort of meeting or something post-series here, so... Um, yeah, I've, there's always speculation, particularly after a, a series defeat. But um, 
I'm actually going on to play in the PSL for a few weeks and then, as it stands, have a bit of time off before the English summer. So um, unless I hear otherwise, I'll, you know, that's my plan. James, safe travels. Thank you very much for joining us uh, here on TalkSport 2. And our thanks to, uh, to the rest of the squad as well for, for a, a fantastic series. Unfortunately, England not able to, to be victorious in it, but there was some fabulous, fabulous cricket played over the last week. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. James Vince joining us here on uh, Talk Sport 2. Steve Harmison uh, with us as well. Well, Harmy, we can, we can get our breath back. We've come to the end of a, a truly remarkable series. And if you told me we would finish it, we'd take the final match of the uh, final of the series down to the final over and we'd end up with Jason Holder or, or at least a bowler taking four wickets in four to clinch it. You might have thought that we'd be, uh, be making this stuff up and thinking, well, who writes those kind of scripts? But that's exactly what we've had. Yeah, it's been brilliant, Maka. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's been a joy to be out here witnessing what uh, has been on offer. I think some of the players, they've done themselves some good. Some of the players have maybe they'll go away and have a, a think about where they need to go better and learn. Um, I think it's been a great advert again, like I said last night, for the game of T20. Anybody that wants to criticise because we've had a all in all from a, a results point of view we haven't had the greatest of winter when you look at red ball and white ball but don't criticize this lot really don't the, this has been this has been a wonderful series this has been two teams who power i think i think skill level and also composure at the right time has been ebb and flow. It's gone back and forward. I think it's been a fantastic advert for the game. Uh, played in the right spirit, played in the right way. Um, and I think England can come out of this with a, a whole heap of credit. Got to remember, we've we've got, and it, I don't really want to go on to the, the sort of any excuses whatsoever, because I think the West Indies have gone, it should all be about the West Indies. This, this really should. It should all be about how well they've played, how well they've performed. You know, England have got, come over on a fact-finding mission. I think we found out quite a few things have Paul Collingwood, Marcus Truscothic, Anthony McGrath, who's got the team out here. Um, some positive, some negative. But I think all in all, what they have contributed is two teams going hard at each other in a fantastic series, which has gone down to the last over, because we've got to remember as well. I've just had a disagreement with Mark Butcher on, on Man of the Match. Butch wanted Akilah Sain. 
I said Jason Holder. I thought Aquila saying bowled beautifully. But at the at the point of 19th over, the West Indies got 19 off the last over. 160 were, was the score. And England were 160, needing 20 to win. So for me, Jason Holder getting four wickets and four balls just shared it. Um, so I just thought it was a fantastic series. By the way, where, where are we on this one? Because I've seen the phrase on social media doing the rounds, double hat-trick. Now, for me, a hat-trick is three in three. So a double hat-trick... It's got to be six in six, hasn't it? I mean, you can't you can't suddenly call four in four a double hat trick because he's not done the same thing twice. I mean, Harmer, you you've had a few um, wickets in your time. Would you be calling four in four a double hat trick? I'm four in four, Macca. Fours in fours and fours. What a great achievement that is. I'm not I'm not bothered whatever anybody's calling it a double hat trick or not. I've got four wickets in four. <laughs> I don't I don't think Jason Older minds what you what you call it. It was a special achievement by. We've just heard him speak of a special individual because not only is he a fantastic cricketer, he's a very, very good man, uh, somebody who speaks well in the game. Um, and I think what are it, three, three, four hat tricks I had in my career. Never got four and four. Um, but yeah, look, you can say double, double hat trick, four and four. You can say what you want. It's it, it was it was a special last over. Double hat trick is a phrase we use in Australia. It's the only cricket country I'm aware that uses it and it doesn't make any sense, but we love it. Right, so it's wrong then if it's Australian. <laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> okay, that, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. If, if I'd known that... Very good, I'm... Macca. Very good. Well, there you go. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have gone down that particular wormhole. Right, there we go then. Uh, so, um, so uh, James Vince has just told us, Harmy, that apparently there's, there's a meeting probably taking place tomorrow with the England management with regard uh, to uh, a test match squad selection. Obviously, uh, the, uh, the England team come back out in six weeks or so's time. Uh, TalkSport 2 bringing you the exclusive commentary of that one. Could any of this squad be there? Could James Vince uh, be, uh, be making the trip back and not going to the PSL as he thinks at the moment? Quite possibly. Um, you've, you've done me a little bit there, Macca. I put my thinking cap on. I think you could pick 16, 17 names. Well, you could pick 13 names, I think, out of a hat to come along with the likes of, uh, of Joe Root and, and one or two other senior players that have done well in, the, in, in Australia. And I think the rest might be looking over their shoulders. Anybody that's in here now, Sam Billens will probably come. I think that would be wrong just to, to, to move him out of the side after what he went through to get to Australia to make his international debut, whether he plays or not. I think the jury's still out on that one with, with Ben Folks. I don't think Joss Butler is Joss Butler going to be fit. That's going to be a question. My question is, what, what management is making these decisions? Because there'll be a lot of talk in, in the cricket cricket world especially from an English point of view on who is who and how are we making these decisions so I think there's a lot to be discussed in that meeting and I don't think it will go two hours three hours like a, a normal selection meeting goes I think this might be a, a, a huge turning point in, in English cricket because I think they've got to have a look at what happened in Australia they've got to evaluate on the whole setup and the whole remit of, of where we are in, in, our, in our cricket at the minute because in Red Bull cricket, we are at rock bottom and we have got to come out and go forward a little bit like what we've just seen from the West Indies. Yes, they got criticised and rightly so. They were poor against Ireland. But as Karen Pollard just said, you stick with these guys, stick with the coach, stick with the message and we'll go forward. There'll be a few bumps in the road. I think England are at that point now in the Red Bull game that what we do over the next week or so to get to that final 16-17 man squad should be the turning point. It should be a, a base of going forward 
And if we have a couple of bumps in the road, right, we're going to stick with these guys. And that is, for me, is what should be happening after the Ashes. Harmy, thank you very much. As always, the last week's been absolutely brilliant. Barry Wilkinson as well. And indeed, thank you to all the commentators and summarisers who've been with us for this series. I'll keep reminding you the Test Match series is coming your way in March as England head back to the West Indies for uh, three Test Matches. I can also tell you we are going to have the West Indies trip to India for those three one-day internationals and three T20s covered exclusively on TalkSport 2 as well. So plenty more cricket coming up. We know the West Indies will be getting on the plane in 48 hours' time uh, for that series, so we'll have exclusive coverage of that series for you as well. But the West Indies have been victorious in the 5T20 series against England. It went down to the final over of the final match. But the West Indies had a man, a very tall man, stand up and make a huge impact as the West Indies were victorious. It's a lowish full toss. Jordan gets it into the leg side. Does it have enough? No. Caught on the boundary. Hayden Walsh Jr., the 12th man, is on and takes the catch. Jordan goes for seven. It's 162 for seven. England need 18 from four balls. Hold it in. Billings hits hard into the leg side. He's got plenty of that one. That is high, high, but not far enough. He's gone. And Hayden Walsh Jr. has taken two catches in two balls. And England are struggling now because it's 18 needed from three. It's 162 for eight. And Billings goes for 41 from 28 balls. And Jason Holder is on a hat-trick. And there are three balls left of the innings. Here we go then, on the hat-trick. It goes in. What? Adil Rashid is hitting out towards Hayden Walsh Jr. Who's underneath it. He takes the catch. <laughs> catch taken, hat-trick for Jason Holder. 162 for nine. Rashid had to swing. He had to swing hard. He goes for a first ball. And that should be that for the West Indies because it's 18 needed from two deliveries. Holder comes in and Topley is bowled. First ball. The bail has come off. Topley doesn't understand what's happened. Holder's got four in four and the game is over. There's still some confusion as to what's going on. But Jason Holder's delivered the ball and the bail has come off. And that's out. What an incredible end to a game of cricket. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.